get in the gate. This is episode 158. We are talking Stargate. We are back on Earth to talk some more SG1 Season 8, Episode 4, Zero Hour. My name is Mitch. Joining me, Matty Gibson. Sorry, I picked, I picked the wrong time to start my chuppa chup. Hold on. Tell All us right, again. keep going. Chat amongst yourselves. It's fine. <laughs> no, you're doing well. We will. <laughs> you just like watching me suck on this lollipop, don't oh, you? Mitch? Okay, now you're making it weird. Brendan! <laughs> well, I just said lollipop. G'day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other, otherwise this room would be really awkward. <laughs> and Chubba it Chubba never my code is. It stinks like dick for a reason now. <laughs> <laughs> Chubba Chubb's my pet name for Mitch's dick. <laughs> and I've told uh, you, don't be a baby. I thought it was Chuck, <laughs> Chuck Banana. <laughs> no, that's what it tastes like. <laughs> hey That's a lot of levels that's, there. That's because he's been jerking of off with the banana skins that we were talking about you in the ass, mate. Yeah. Chalk banana. But then jerk it <laughs> off with banana skins like we were talking about the other week. So there's the chalk and the banana. <laughs> Welcome uh, to the adults only version <laughs> of Get Into Gate. That was all for Scotty Flasher. That was right there. Oh, oh mate. Dear. Scotty, love this content. The big flash dog. Might change mine to chalk banana now. <laughs> <laughs> At chalk banana At in the chalk sink. Banana, <laughs> in the sink. In the snow. At chalk banana in the sink. It's too long. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> never. She's never said that. <laughs> oh. Welcome to Get In The Gate. Cooper. Cooper's back. Look, we, 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 we had a little bit of fun at Cooper's expense uh, last Every week. week. You guys even joke. You said, oh, plant bugs. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. I watch this now. It makes more sense. And it's like, yeah. God, God damn it, mm. he found a way. He found a way to do <laughs> yeah. it. He found a way. We are talking zero hours. So let's throw it over the synopsis. See how it reads. And then we'll just talk about it and you know see what we thought. That's what the idea of the podcast is, guys. Let's get into it. O'Neill finds his plate full with a visit from the president and negotiations between two warring tribes from the planet Amra. But when SG-1 is captured by a Gould system lord and he's forced to choose between the safety of the team and the fate of an entire planet, O'Neill begins to question his competency. No, he does I'm sorry. Not. The Amarins are like D-plot at best. Yes. And that synopsis didn't even mention the most important part of this entire freaking episode. Mitch, play this. Walter. You Here, take my Kleenex. Wipe that, that lipstick away. <laughs> Show me your, your face. face. Clear as the morning I know things were bad But now they're okay Suddenly see more Standing beside you This is Rick Moranis Don't need no makeup Pre-Honey I Shock the Kids Don't have to pretend Coming back. Yeah, he's back, baby. Suddenly, Seymour is here to provide you with sweet understanding. Seymour's your nobody ever treated me kindly. Daddy left early. Mama was poor. Wow. I'd meet Maddie a was man surprised to get to do the I'd girl bit. <laughs> he snapped his, his fingers, fingers. Me, I say sure. Sadly, Seymour. <laughs> Mitch is so lost. I am so lost. Little Shop of Horrors. Maddie buddy. and I were both in productions no. of Little Shop of Horrors at separate schools. Who mm. did you play? Were you Seymour? I was Audrey too. The the oh. plant. I would have pegged you for um. 
the dentist more than anything. Yeah, well, I'd already finished high school and they got me back, so oh. I don't think I was allowed on stage with the children. That makes sense. <laughs> Hello, children. I was Mr. Mushnick because I always got the old man roles. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mushnick and son. son. I feel like we've, Sounds, yeah, we've gone over it. this. I've got audio if you want to play it. <laughs> uh, so you totally missed that joke, Mitch. When, um, yeah. when, uh, oh, please, when, um, when, um, oh, why can't I talk? To, I've got, I've got all excited. Luckily, over, it over hasn't eaten anybody yet. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Lee. Well, uh, yeah, when Dr. Lee's like, like, <laughs> well, thank you, Seymour. That's a little, okay. Seymour we're adding, we're adding that to the Bond list as well. Oh, Jesus. It's a musical too, so you're going to love it. Well, the good news is it hasn't eaten anybody yet. Well, thank you, Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> Just a pity laugh. He's like, oh, yeah. he's in command now. Thanks, I better give him a pity room. laugh. Oh, yeah. mate, you don't. You haven't lived until you've heard Mean Green Mother from Outer Space. Oh. I'm, I mean, I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> that that got cut from our musical. I didn't yeah. sing it. Oh, really? Mm. We had um, we had uh, girls doing the voice. We had one girl doing the the speaking voice of Audrey, and then girls a different on stage. Really? Voicing a character named I do- Audrey. I was doing my best Eddie Murphy. Oh, from nice. Bowfinger. That's cool. <laughs> well, no, they had that one girl doing Come the on, speaking role. We had that one girl doing the speaking role and then another mm. girl doing the singing role. And they're both, yeah, they're both seniors because they didn't actually want to be on stage. They actually just sat like in the back row with microphones. Oh. And they got they got this big guy named Rex. He's this big like 150 kilo Maori guy from the football team. And he had to operate the big giant Audrey puppet. <laughs> so awesome. And then I had to crawl between his legs when I got eaten. So. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> or when you were eating. Oh, I enjoyed it, you know. D's nuts. D's nuts. So, uh, yeah, here we are. Um, Zero hour. Now, you guys said on our episode, what was two weeks ago, but an episode of SG1 ago, that um, the whole O'Neill and, and, and he wasn't really questioning, I guess, his 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 tactics and his competency, as the synopsis says about this episode, in lockdown. But, you know, we were, we were liking that, you know, he was... He was part O'Neill, the colonel, but also dipping his toes into what it meant to be a, a leader and the the right way to, to go about a lockdown foothold sort of situation. But you guys said at the time, Zero Hour feels like it should have been, or will feel like it should have taken place before lockdown because it does focus so much on O'Neill and the very recent promotion that he's went under, which even just now thinking about the fact that, yeah, like we, sh- it's only one episode difference, but... You you would feel like as a long term fan of that character, you would want to see as quickly as possible how is he adjusting? Yeah. He, you know, even between not between seasons because of you know what he was frozen, but like mm. yeah. you want to you want to see that straight away. Like what when he moves his shit in the desk, the first orders that he has to give, you know, the first letter he has to write about a fallen soldier and all that sort yeah. of shit. Especially now, because when like Carter even is even insecure about mm. what he thinks of her. Yeah, mm. should have been yeah figured this out before. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I, and he was kind of almost insecure about, like he was, like protective of them. What I really loved is like Carter was really insecure about her being in command, mm. but at no point did did O'Neill like second guess her being. He's like, "You're Carter, of course you can be in charge." Yeah, he was just protective of all of them. He just felt like if he wasn't there, mm. he wouldn't be there to, to save them or, or protect them the way he's used to doing. Yeah. So if like he he never once questioned her capabilities, he was almost just like, oh, I want to be out there with you, but I've got to do yeah. all this stuff. And so, yeah, I, I really do think this That's episode should come first. I feel about it too. Watching him stay back with Walter and the new aide that he oh, had, yeah. it's just like, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was like still good, some good hero moments there with 
with Walter especially. And um bit of trivia. So this is this is the first episode where he is officially Walter Harriman. So up until this point, even though we've been calling him that the whole time. Of course we have. It's his name. Yeah, well that's his name. <laughs> up until this episode, even though he was being called Walter, his tag was saying Norman Davis. He was still his uniform still said Sergeant right. Norman Davis. Mm. So Gary Jones, when he goes to cons and stuff like that, tell he basically tells the story that it's like well, now his name is Sergeant Norman Walter Davis Harriman, <laughs> basically. So, yeah, now his uniform finally says um, Sergeant Walter Harriman. Yeah, I think you remember, I think it was episode uh, season six, where Doc, was that Dr. Lee's first appearance with the light bugs? Or five? Uh, that was Dr. Four. Uh, ep- uh, season four. four was Prodigy. Wow, yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so, Mitch, I don't know if you remember Dr. Lee, but... yeah. Do you find him a lot more likable in this yeah, episode? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm. he was... You even it, liked him back in uh, Evolution, didn't you? Yeah, With I think... Warriors. We... I wasn't supposed to, at, like, for that particular episode because of the way that he came across, but I think I was holding on to some kind of... Oh, yeah, that guy. I like that guy. And it was probably from who he is, I assume, now onwards. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, in this, like, there was no reason to not like him. Yeah. Like, I like that he didn't know what he was doing. Like, he would say stuff when he was when he was like, oh, don't worry, we're going to get this under control. <laughs> we just, you know, need to figure out how to get it under control yeah. and then we're going to totally do that. It's yeah. a big you know? jump back from um, season six when... Remember when Mayborn and O'Neill that's right, that's trapped on the moon? About. And Carter's like, I'm doing my job, as so should you. And she's like, yeah, just... Into him. But yeah, no, Dr. Yeah, Dr. So Lee is... For me, it was a, a lot of Walter, O'Neill, and Dr. Lee. And yeah. I think my favourite Dr. Lee one was when they figured out that the ZPM was tainted. And he's like, oh, so... And O'Neill's like, can we fix it? And he's like, well, you know, we haven't done any... T- yes or no? Uh, no. Good <laughs> 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 oh, so funny. <laughs> My favourite part was just how just how happy Walter was. I can't tell you how happy we all are to have you here. <laughs> Thank you, Sergeant. Really, really happy. Thank you, Sergeant. Like, <laughs> one more line, and that changes everything we've ever known about Walter, or at least answer questions that we had never had answered before. Like, I think you get a history of that really happy. No, really happy. Really one happy. more line, mm. say, no, no, no. Really, it's like, oh, shit. All of a sudden, we didn't know this, but Walter's gay and he's hitting on that guy. Like, but that's yeah. who was like, hang on, what, why are you so happy? Like, yeah. I was like, what? Hang yeah. on a if you said, heard you were a party so animal. Yeah. If you said, happy. I'm really you happy instead of we're or? really happy. Yeah. 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 By, by we, he means him and Chevron 7 because they swing. Yeah. Um, God, so he's yeah. like, we're really happy you're here. <laughs> yeah, I think the writers have re- realized that they've wasted Gary Jones because his, mm. his comedy in mm. this is amazing, especially yeah. when he's like, so you really should do those appraisals yourself. And yeah, he's just, he's like, just like cutting them off. Mm, yeah. Cutting them mm-mm, off. Mm-mm, yeah, you're right. It's mm-mm. almost like they got to Heroes and they went, hey, have oh, we had this guy the whole right. time? <laughs> yeah. But then there was no room oh, to develop that comedy for the rest of season seven. Yeah. And there hasn't mm. been a moment to do it until now in season eight. Mm. Yeah. Cause like, and, it, and it ties into stuff that we've said in the past where Walter, especially at this point, he's like, I'm totally more qualified to be running this base than Jack. Yeah, I know. Like, Hammond should have handed over the base to me, yeah. obviously, because Jack is a nufty. He has no yeah. idea about any of this stuff. He's 0730. Mm. He's to- and they've, they've really, like, 
extra, extra, extra lent into the like Radar O'Reilly from MASH yeah, yeah. Yeah. aspect of it, just finishing off the sentence like, yes, and then yes, it's on your desk, but like before Jack even finishes. No, so you really sentence. need to. Yep. Walter, oh, yes, yeah. sir, this is your new aide. It's Mark, somebody. Yeah, I think like, you know, him doing a lot of stuff for O'Neill, but obviously this revolves a lot around O'Neill and questioning himself, but it wasn't even so much the questioning of himself that was, you know, so much on the forefront but the other stuff about i'm trying to think of what is going on in his mind that he's questioning himself about doing the job but it wasn't about whether i think he's the best person for it i think like jack knows out of everyone here who's going to have the right mindset and to to do something that general hammond would have done but also someone who is out there in the battlefield but somehow combine them and someone's going to keep the government happy, not do everything they're doing, but, you know, be this great middleman and all this. And, and I like that. Just that and he was having a bad day. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a bad day. Yeah, yeah, a bad couple of days. SG-1 mm. go missing. Bal comes out. You got the plant thing. The base goes on lockdown. He's like sleeping, in, sleeping in a cot. He's like, I feel like we're going to sleep for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you ha- Actually, yeah, it's more it like was. eight. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, sorry, just when he comes out. Sorry to keep you waiting there, Bal. I'll just... Uh, Having a nap. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like he's like he's like the deadline has passed. Yeah. Do you not care about your friends? And it's like no, I, I, I did, but literally I was asleep. Like <laughs> go sit I'm in the corner. No, I'm not even taking the piss here, mate. Like I was just having a sleep. Yeah. Do you know what it makes me realize though? It makes me a little bit sad and a little bit angry. Where the f- was this episode for Hammond in the last seven seasons? Off yeah. all these stupid clip shows. Yes. Why didn't we just get a Hammond episode? There's actually a great episode of Madam Secretary. Especially of all before things. he left, yeah. It's a there's a great sort of high concept thing. Madam Secretary have done it, and a few other shows have done it, where it's like you see all, you see all the little people working behind the scenes, making stuff happen, and then you know the stars get all the recognition. So there would have been a great episode in seeing. In the exact same situation, all of SG-1 trapped somewhere, Hammond working back at the SGC, mm. doing stuff with Walter and that kind of stuff. And then at the end of the episode, like, SG-1 all getting f-ing medals for doing something amazing. Yeah. But it turns out Hammond was the one that made it happen, mm. but he let them take the glory. Yeah. Where was that episode, mm. really? I like, I'm like, oh, I no, wish, right. I wish they'd done that with Don. massively missed opportunity, yeah. Um, yeah, because it could have been pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, as well. Like they could have made it humorous like this. Yeah, because yeah. he really is just—he's like a—is it the duck on the water? Like it's all calm at the top, but yeah, just under the surface and padding like a mother. Even before he we went to that, like it somehow just reminded me, and it's not even a part of the films, but uh, you know, for my that's one. Um, the MCU there was a, a, a tie-in like prelude comic called Fury's Big Week because. If you're not across the entire continuity of the thing, like Thor, the Incredible Hulk, and Iron Man Two all happen across the same like ten day period. Um, for most of those three movies, they all happen in the same three or four days. And this comic has to deal with Nick Fury. Like, you know, there's an alien that's just come down. There's this giant green monster. Two of them fighting in New York. You've got Tony Stark doing kinds of weird shit, and there's there's a robot army. You know, taking each other. Like all this freakishly weird shit happening he has to call in all this different help he's got governments like attacking him and he just wants to too go and have a sleep and go this shit is just getting out of control and that's what i love so much about this episode because we've seen o'neill like under immense pressure from like enemy fire and torture and not once did i go he can't handle this. Whereas this sort of stuff where he's having a deal with like having an aide and having all this paperwork and having <laughs> bunting. a dick to, Yeah, bunting. <laughs> it just won't be the same. <laughs> just shit like that. And I'm like, man, this guy's, he's under some serious pressure here. We got, like, uh, we got in some Yukon gold potatoes. No good for mash. 
talking about you know polit- <laughs> political intrigue. What are you yeah. going to do? Tell them to eat French fries instead. It's yeah. like, I don't know about the political problem that you've got. <laughs> so good. That's what I love most about. He's just fixed that with whoever those aliens were with the. With oh, those those pivotal aliens from the synopsis. Yeah, the Amrans. And he's or just it was. he's just Chuck. He's done the great O'Neillism and just thrown him into a room and locked the yeah. door. Yeah. Although that wouldn't was... that be great if you could do that to all world politicians? You know, so or there's wives. If that's <laughs> uh, I don't want to be stuck in the room with my wife. No, no. I mean, you lock her in and then... Like, <laughs> um, Instead of go, having world wars and people die, it's just mm. like, you two do it. Yeah. I did find... Yeah. For me, though, that was the only like thing where like the internal logic of the show was sacrificed for the joke. I didn't care in the end, but it's like, we know for a fact that all those doors on the base are unlocked with key cards, not with physical <laughs> yeah. keys. Yeah. yeah. But it just works w- so much better to have the little jingle. <laughs> and he jingles the jingles keys in the window. And it's like throws <laughs> it to the M and guarding the door. Or that's yeah. the most uh, the absolute disrespect. Like, that's a closet somewhere that, like, has never warranted a key pass and yeah. he's just thrown them in there. Do you think they like that's the fruit great. basket? <laughs> I, did you, I told you Krispy Kremes. Yeah. It had to be Krispy Kremes. So good. And Mitch, we were talking about it a few weeks ago. And it's come to fruition in this episode. We were talking about the the guy from the Conan O'Brien show getting his cameo. Mm. The Steve Urkel guy. The Steve Urkel guy. Right that's, at the end. That's him in this episode. That's, oh, really? Yeah, Pierre Bernard. Oh, shit. I, I'd, I'd completely forgotten about that com- like the conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, this is the episode that he's in. And even better for Brendan is the reason he got this gig is because he, he had this regular segment on the Conan O'Brien show called um, Recliner of Rage. And it's basically they would just cut him sitting on a recliner, and he just he'd be like it'd be like um, <laughs> Peter Griffin, yeah. like you know what grinds my gears. It's yeah. basically that segment, and he flat on like looked down the 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 barrel of the camera and basically said, "Oh, Stargate's getting really crap." Blah, blah, blah. It was so much better after Daniel left. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and so they like they were like, "Oh shit!" So they ended up inviting him to the show, and there's a whole it's on the DVD extras. I think there's a whole thing yeah. where like, Michael Shanks is just like. Just giving it to him and just ignoring <laughs> him. It's like, so you didn't like my character, huh? Blah blah blah. Um, and then the cool part is they give him the like his his technician in the show is um, Sergeant O'Brien after Conan O'Brien. Yeah, that's so cool. So they do this whole big sort of thing through, and I think he does actually come back for another couple of episodes. They yeah, have, right. They have a bit of fun with him. That's cool. There um there was some fan controversy though apparently over the whole the running gag of the letter that mm. O'Neill's writing through the episode to Hammond at the end. Yeah. I think it's people who didn't get the joke. Like, they seem to think O'Neill was never going to, like, resign. But I feel like in each scene where where O'Neill is typing that, he's actually feeling those feelings. He's mm. kind of just oh, yeah. working through them. Mm. And he's definitely, at that point, he's definitely going to resign. He's yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. going to do it. But it's only because it all... Things are getting progressively worse. Yeah, but it's only because yeah. it all works out in the end... He's like, well, I'm not going to... Instead, It's classic O'Neill. Instead of just deleting the letter, he just types, never mind, signs it, and sends it to, yeah. to Hammond. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think people got that joke. They thought that it was just like this fake thing for the show, that he was just writing that for no... And they didn't get it? Yeah, like, yeah, Oh, I, it seemed pretty straightforward really? to me. I would have thought so, yeah. But a lot of people were just like, well, when he wrote the letter when he was never going to quit, it's like he was going to quit. Mm. That's that's the point. Mm. That's, that yeah, was, and he sent it, it anyway like so he could tell Hammond how much he appreciated him and yeah, how yeah. close he was to resigning. Yeah, and I loved the um, the, the little thing that he says as, as part of it. And so I regretfully submit my resignation. And to be clear... The regret is not so much about the resigning part. 
But the fact that I was deluded enough to think I had possessed even one iota of the ability needed to fill your sizable and shiny shoes. And shiny <laughs> shoes. <laughs> sizable. Sizable and shiny. And I had to rewind this. I don't know why. But I, what the hell did Daniel say? SG5 and the representatives from AMRA to discuss the pending trade agreement. Oi. Love to stay in chat. Jack, if those rebel Jaffa know about it, it's only a matter of time before Ball knows about it. One day, Daniel. One day. Here comes one negotiation I'm glad I'm not part of. I just had no idea what he said. <laughs> here comes one ne- here comes he one negotiation I'm glad, glad I'm not I'm a part, not a part of. of, yeah. I, d- I don't know why. I was just like, what the hell did he say? <laughs> Sometimes when Daniel talks, I swear I'm listening to it at like one and a half speed. Yeah, yeah. he's very And quick. I talk fast as well, but mm. man, he can get the words yeah. out. He can get him out. It's like it's almost like in season one, two, and three, he's doing the James Spader impression where it's like, Jack, uh, mm. you know, whatever, mm. I'm a nerd. And this is kind of like, oh, this is what Shanksy's like, this is what Daniel Jackson does. He talk, he talks fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's like what we're talking about back in Enemy Mine, whereas it's like when he has that phrase about the Unas being an honorable culture and if you don't respect them, more will die. And we mm. and I was talking about how it's like if that was season one or two, Daniel, he'd really turn that into this big, long monologue that was all bleeding heart and stuff. Yeah. Whereas in any mind, he just says it matter-of-factly. He's like, more people will die. Mm. <laughs> that's, you know, he doesn't have to. Sorry. So, yeah, I like, that's why I like the evolution of um, of Daniel Jackson. Yeah. I, I always feel like it's just Shanksy going, oh, too much dialogue and it means nothing. <laughs> just going to say it really fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Carter's just uh, Amanda Tapping's just like, uh, excuse me, yeah. <laughs> mate. I'm still articulate. You bitch. get away with so much compared to what <laughs> I've got to do. Apparently, the um the giant plant storyline was pitched back in season four, and Brad Wright was like, Nah, <laughs> oh, really? Nah, let's not. <laughs> but I think maybe not you, Cooper. Maybe yeah, his um his attention was divided while they're trying to get um Atlantis up and running. So it, I think it kind of works. Because it's just a funny, silly thing that wouldn't be a big deal in a normal episode. Yeah. But here it's just like another thing just to tack on top yeah. of Can you imagine those issues. Imagine if the whole episode was about the plant. Oh, God. Like, yeah, yeah. Like imagine and like the light. Have, this podcast like the would light. be a musical. That's what it would be. <laughs> imagine the light or entity, but it was just the plant growing through yeah. the base the whole time. You'd be like, yeah, oh, God. So boring. Yeah, and I think what I, I kind of like about it just the, the humorous side of it is that it it, it, it sort of struck me as because because of the madness every time that I knew would go back in there it would just be crazier than the time before yeah and bigger and you know, like the first time where he goes in there and Silas just like hacking through it like he's in the jungle <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and and Lee's there just like yeah don't know what's going on yeah. ah, is that the same to- scene where there's a blowtorch or was that the next no, scene the next that scene the, the blowtorch <laughs> and, and he's sneezing he's like yeah I'm pretty sure he's using the air con. There's spores everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, that should be worse. You yeah. should be scared. But it just seemed a bit like those moments, definitely not for you, Manny, because you haven't seen them. And uh, I don't know where you sit, Brendan, but like when you would visit Q's workshop in the Bond movies, and like Bond would go and just pick up like a, oh, a yeah, gun and a briefcase, yeah. and Q and his people would be working on the stupidest weapons, and they'd be blowing shit up mm. in their lab, and it's just like stuff you'd never see in a movie. Like at one stage, I think it's a Pierce Brosnan movie, and he walks in, and there's a guy. It might even be Q actually, and he's got like a full plastered leg, and Bond's like, "Oh, what happened?" And he's like, "Oh, 
I was hunting. And then he presses the button on his wheelchair and out of the plastered lake shoots a rocket to the other side of the lab and it blows up a mannequin and he just hops up and starts walking. And it's like, what's that for? Nothing, you never see it again, but it's just madness. <laughs> and so I love that O'Neill was the straight man in those in yeah. those scenes. He yeah. would go and he might have a quip, but he was in there going, please tell me this is being wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, you, you know, know what? That, I think that's why you love Walter and Dr. Lee and Silas so much mm. because O'Neill... F- is playing the straight guy for once. Yeah, yeah. Even though, even though when Bile comes in, he's like, "All right, I'm dropping this facade." Fuck you, Bile. <laughs> I like that. That's what I like. When he's like, "We can't die out," and I just like the the Bile was just like annoyed by yeah. that. He's like, <laughs> "What seems to be the problem?" And he's like, yeah. <laughs> "I mean, the irony is funny. Is that you know, if we had Card here, she would have fixed it up yeah. so quick, like that." Uh, no offense to you, Silent. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 take it, sir. Take it, prefer she was here too, basically. In the middle of this negotiation with a system lord, he's like, I hope you're not offended by the fact that he's oh, no, don't worry about me, sir. We'll talk about it later. And Buzz's like, I'm hologramming, guys. Like, come on, I'm threatening to kill your friends, yeah? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I just woke up and I thought I hurt my friend's feelings. Sit down. And just on the queue thing, I do have a queue as well, but my queues don't have gadgets. My queues are omnipotent. Oh, God. That's one. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, shit, see, I didn't know that. <laughs> They're fun, though. <laughs> They're fun. I bet they are. All right, Camelass. <laughs> Old Camelass. That was just a weird thing for him to come on, come in all of a sudden. It's just I think mm. there's just so many things going on. Maybe that's why it worked, but Yeah, I mean that has to go back all the way to Lost City, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, not Lost City, um New Order. Oh um, yeah. The, the start of this season. Which was only two episodes ago, but when you think about as viewers, we're getting used to Atlantis because yeah. you know, on T V they're playing SG one and Atlantis back to back. Yeah. Camelus was like a brand new um system, system lord, lord brought in. Like if it was you that had been taken hostage and then yeah. he Me. was the one you oh. Um, if you'd have been taken hostage, uh, and then he was the one wheeled out here, it kind of would have been a bit more recognition. But given that we yeah. only had, uh, he was brand new for... and he had no ships. Yeah, so it's, yeah, not very memorable. Yeah, <laughs> but some nice pipes, some nice guns on him. So, oh, yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, Cammy, old Cammy, Cammy. <laughs> and yeah, and then he went on. I don't know if this was before or after he did um, Andromeda. With Kevin Sorbo. Oh, yes. And, um, and Lexa Doig, who joins mm. Stargate in season nine. I just saw that moment Dr. where Bland. he's... Dr. Bland. Dr. Bland. Oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't mind uh, Dr. Lamb. Well, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> okay, Am I right, gotta, Braytac? Okay, so no spoilers. Everyone close your ears if you do that. Oh, not again. Le- you um, can't do this. Dr. Lamb or Vala? You've got to have one. Vala. Oh, okay. You're, a Vala, you're okay with Vala? Yeah, I like oh, okay. Vala. I think I think Link's not a not a Vala fan. Well, I didn't he, think I didn't think you were either. No, no, no uh, it's, it's us too. Me and oh, so it's the Lewises yeah, that aren't Vala fans. Not massive. Oh, oh like Farscape from I'm a huge Farscape yeah, fan. So those yeah. two, I love them. Yeah. Even though, like, ultimately their characters might not fit perfectly in in SG One, but I just have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Same. love. Same. Love them. Colonel, heavy team ready. Yes, sir. Isn't it already too late? General O'Neill was once captured by Ball. He was tortured, killed, and brought back to life using a sarcophagus more times than you would care to imagine. SG-1 never gave up then, and General O'Neill won't now. There isn't a man or woman on this base that would. Ah! A simple no to Ten hearts. Who was that? 
That was Reynolds, Colonel Colonel Reynolds. SG3. Oh, the SG two or three liter. SG three liter. You know, I feel like hearing that now he played that super super serious. O'Neill's not playing any of that talking to Bal. He's like, I just had a nap and a lovely brunch. Yeah, <laughs> like he's not playing. But that's the yeah. Well, that's what's so brilliant about it. It's like everyone knows what O'Neill's gone through, and he's mm. just laughing in the face of danger. Yeah. Like he, yeah, he's like, Don't he would have had some serious PTSD. Danger, I laugh in the face of danger. <laughs> then I run and hide until it goes away. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a Buffy quote. <laughs> I like that too because what, not three minutes earlier when they message through to O'Neill and say, hey, look, we've, we've lost contact for 19 minutes. So I would like some backup to go look for them. He's like, yep, sweet. You know, 12 and 14 are on their way, whoever it was. Yeah. And then like cuts to like the very next scene. He comes back and goes, yeah. We looked everywhere. Couldn't find him. <laughs> and he was like, well, this, I don't know what's going on. He goes, yeah, well, did what we could. <laughs> Let's hit the showers. And then like, here he's like, no one would give up on finding them. Are you kidding? We'd take over our job. Like, Seriously, how dare you? How dare you insinuate that we would leave our people? Behind? Yeah, because well, he's like, you're supposed to have them as backup. And he's like, Carter said not to, so what do you want me to do? Yeah. I didn't realise how serious Reynolds played that. Oh, I yeah. mean, he's like, he's like one step away from being Christian Bale, being like, where is she? <laughs> <laughs> you, like, want an- you want another one? He would. I feel you want like, another one? I feel like he could be like in a Shondaland show for that. He could be on Revenge doing like one of those monologues to the back of someone's yes, head. Yes, walk away from them. Give yeah. them the back. Sir, uh, Colonel Reynolds would like a moment. Fine. He's in the gate room, sir. Oh, this is a good moment. Mm. What's going on? General, we just wanted you to know, whatever you decide, we're behind you 100%. You just need to give the order and we're ready to go. I know you are, Colonel. Thank you. All of you. Dismissed. Scotty do that was <laughs> that was a good moment. You know, the only thing that ruined that moment for me was just this little logistical plot hole in that they all cheated towards that one blast door. What if O'Neill came in the one behind, <laughs> like yeah. the other one? Yeah. And also, the blast door was open to the control room. Yeah. So if O'Neill had come down the spiral staircase to get there, all. he would have seen them all. Mm. It relied on him taking the long way <laughs> yeah. to some other set of stairs mm. to come down to come round and take that corridor. But it was a cool moment, and yeah. it was that. You it was know. a really cool score underneath. Like it was there. It was there to give you the feels. Like it was yeah. there for a reason. Yeah. But, but that was that, Reynolds again, just yeah. with the ten hards. And like the yeah, the, the wow. mutual respect. Like he was there going, mate. Look, you're under immense pressure. Whatever you decide. Like he's there just loving O'Neill. I I loved the subtlety in that conversation where it was supposed to all be about them loving him, but instead I think he gave just as much back. I'm starting to lean towards silly town, and I'm thinking. With Reynolds being that hard this whole episode, <laughs> is he banging a member of SG-1? Is he... Like, is he... Tilk. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, well, <laughs> well, Carter's Carter's still with Pete. Yeah. Is she? 
Yeah, okay. she's still with Pete. No, Pete's still, Pete's still, thoughts. <laughs> Pete's still kicking it. around. Daniel, oh, I feel like Daniel's out of Reynolds' reach, really. Oh, yeah, mate. Um, <laughs> he won't be going to the post office. Teal, you know yeah. I mean. Tilk, though, I mean, Tilk's got his new apartment off base. Yeah. He's looking for ways to Party fill the time. day. Mm. You know, maybe yeah. after one too many Kelnareems, he and Reynolds just, you know. <laughs> Put these party pants on, mate. We yeah. are ready to go. Just gave him an yeah. old Tritonin injection and... Um, ready to rock her up. Yeah. Well, call me daddy anyway. <laughs> call me big daddy. Yeah, that was, uh, oh, God, that was pretty so cool. Good. It's kind of a throwback to Wormhole Extreme when O'Neill's talking to Bar, and then at mm. the end of that, he's like, uh, "I think it was that the aide said, was it? Is it right to provoke him?'" And he's like, "It's what I do, <laughs> <laughs> just like the Colonel in Wormhole Extreme. Oh, it's what I do." When yeah. he had that it's exchange with Bar himself, <laughs> and he was like, "Are you mocking me?" And he goes, "Bar, mate, please, we go way back. Yeah. You would have to know. Of course, of course I'm going to mock you. you. Like, it's just go just, sit in the corner and cross your legs." Yeah. <laughs> Cross your legs. Do it. You must. Yeah. I just want to see, like, that's the other side. When, like, have an episode about Bile or all the other system lords where they go and make those calls to SG1 and get absolutely spat in the face by O'Neill. And they come back and they're like, he's just so fucking rude, man. He disrespects me. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd, I actually would love to see, like, the camera flip. Because if you think about it, Bal is standing, like, on a, we presume, like, a platform mm. yeah. in the middle of his hatak or his, his base or whatever. Well, sure, he shouldn't be able to see O'Neill though. No, because there's not a ca- he hasn't got a camera in the gate room. Mm-hmm. I mean, he I'm makes thinking eye about contact. They like to, he, he watches yeah, him come in and stuff like so. that. So it's pretty, it's very advanced. Yeah. Very advanced. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean when um when uh back in the end of season five after Daniel ascended and Carter was using the Asgard hologram, she could hologram in and, and talk to them and, and look at and Jack That's and Tilk. So maybe it does put a little facade. Up. But my point is, it's like. Surely, like there'd be people, there'd be other Jafar in the room while mm. while Baal's talking. Mm. <laughs> they're just seeing Baal's side of the <laughs> conversation, and they're like, "This is not a god at all." Yeah, like are you mocking me? Are you mocking? Thumbs me? up. Yeah. Don't you want to see your friends? <laughs> he's like, he's like, whoever he's talking to doesn't give two shits Believe about him. Believe I'm talking to myself. <laughs> and the, I'll yeah, show you. And I'll the show I, you. I do <laughs> want to see what you're talking about, Mitch, about the you know the scene where the the hologram deactivates mm. and Baal's is like this. Prick, <laughs> he's <laughs> <f-ing> prick. <laughs> he's calling my bluff. <laughs> he's an asshole. What an utter asshole! <laughs> I think uh, I like all the O'Neill stuff and the base stuff. Mm. The thing I dislike about this episode is the whole red herring, the bait and switch at the end. You think SG One mm. are captured by Baal, so all the serious shit that Reynolds is saying and the feelings that Jack is feeling, I feel a little bit ripped off. Mm. Because they weren't actually captured by Baal. They were just stuck in Anubis's ring room. Yeah. For oh, like a better word. Love to be stuck in his <laughs> ring room. That's right, mate. It's a right yeah. conversation to follow. Um, God, yeah. Lois Lane gets stuck in his ring room all the I time. Bet, I bet she does. <laughs> and yeah, the whole idea is like um, Baal got the radio frequency from SG3. Yeah. Like, really? Mm. And he just heard some of the chatter and, and yeah. bluffed his way through the rest of it. And it's like, oh. So yeah, it's so dumb. Yeah, it's I think it's kind of like the same way people had a lot of issues with um was it the other guys? I know Avenger 2.0, that was supposed to be a big thing and then right at the end O'Neill and Tilk shop in the Alcash and they're like we got That's bored. Right. We got yeah. bored and, and saved it ourselves and yeah. people were like oh that sucked all the the peril out of it. Um so yeah, I can I can see where you where you're coming from with this same kind of thing. It yeah, does. Yeah, because I'm thinking, man, they're f- those three. 
Mm. Like he'd, they'd been captured in the Alcash. Yeah. Even though we saw them, did we see them go down in the rings? Uh, yeah, because remember they're standing around, they're going, where is it? And they have to. Yeah. They stand in the right spot, and then Tilk presses a little remote that they've got. Yeah. And then kind of that's the last we see of them. We don't actually see him inside. Yeah. We just see him get beamed down. I was, for some reason in my head, I always get mixed up with that Cassandra near episode where they go into her little. I get confused one. with. Um, uh, next season's one, you know, the one um, prototype with the, <laughs> and the mm. I can't remember the names um, of those ones. The blondie redheaded guy that's <laughs> naked in the tube. What you know, he's he's, <laughs> he's naked in the tube. Come back to Stargate, Maddie. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a dream. Um, prototype, <laughs> prototype, naked in the tube. Yeah, doesn't ring a bell at the moment. S- the son of. Krypton. Someone. And he's naked in a tube. And then... I feel like you're making it up. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Google it! (laughs) Prototype! There's there's never been anyone naked in a tube. Yes! And he falls and Daniel catches him and it's... This is your dream. Does things to me. (laughs) I know it does. (laughs) Oh, it's, an, it's a it's an underground ancient laboratory <laughs> of a prototype of the son of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this is. You're just torturing me now, don't you? I mean, you know I've seen the show. Like, oh, Merlin. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I got in trouble the other week for giving stuff away oh, for people sorry. who are watching along with us. Uh, anyway, what were we talking about? I have about that? no idea. <laughs> Oh yeah, they, yeah. I don't yeah, like it because um, Cooper and, and he ruined it for me. I just hit Brennan's soundboard off yeah. there. I don't like it because of Cooper. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Is that it? Yep. I closed my book about fifteen twenty it's minutes ago. Time to find out if Maddie's been paid oh, it's attention. Oh, okay. Back it's to SG one. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I'll do SG one. Why not? Do, um, HD Atlantis last week. All right, five questions. Reese isn't here. <clears throat> he might be back next week. Who knows? Mm. Five questions, 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts. Oh, look at this. There's a binary question. Anyway. Yeah, uh, in the episode Zero Hour, mm. what SG team brought back the invasive plant? 12. Incorrect. What was the binary code for the planet? Pass, the don't planet know. What colour was missing from the bunting that they had to mix in? Red? Correct. Oh. What is the name of O'Neill's administrative aid? Uh, AIDSy McAIDS face. <laughs> I'll take it. What mm. colour is Peridot? Peridot is a beigey colour. It's in the yeah. cream family. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll give you that. Uh, the aid? AIDSy McAIDS face. Oh, I stand yeah, I, by I that. I gave you that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, he's the president. So the team, the, <laughs> the team. The, the president gave brought, O'Neill AIDS. Yeah, the team yeah. that brought the plant back was SG8. Fucking idiots. Who knows who the SG8 I've said it before, I'll say it again. Where's the beta site for all this scientific <laughs> research? <laughs> yeah, hey, Dr. Lee said they they observe strict protocol before bringing things back that they know nothing about. No, they don't. Absolutely don't. The binary code was P6J908. Nah. If you ask me any always. binary code, I'm always going to say P3X something something something. P3X989. That's it. What yeah. is the name of O'Neill's administrative aid? You AIDS said AIDS in McAid's face. Yeah. I also would have accepted Mark mm. Gilmore oh, from the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah, no, there's only one Gilmore. Peridot is also a gemstone, which can be olive green, oh. 
green, yellow, brownie. Oh, so I was off then. It's used... I well, par- I, like you said, beige, so it's yellowy green. Sometimes it can be. It's used as a flux for steel production, just FYI. Great people mm-hmm. in the steel industry. Oh. <laughs> That's a new one. Just the steel <laughs> industry. <laughs> this entire industry. It's a great industry, the steels. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Great times, great times, good time to be alive, if anything. Absolutely. What do you reckon, Matty? Brendan knows way more about Stargate than I do. That's a good point. That's fantastic. You didn't get them all, did you? Damn you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great point. Great point, Matty. And with that, we wrap up episode 158 of Get Into Gate. Atlantis. I'm going back to Atlantis. Let's go back to the Pegasus next week. Atlantis, Atlantis. Head on back to the Pegasus Galaxy for about 38 for about minutes. minutes. Yeah, about right. 38. Wonder, oh. What do you think that's about, Mitch? Oh, no, no. A gate opens for 38, and uh, I guess mm. uh, there's some kind of deadline or... Um, Let's just see how much we can cram into it in 38 all minutes, All I've got eh? to say is I'm pretty sure Cooper pitched this idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Timer bugs. Bugs. Ah, oh, yes. More bugs. Giant wreath bugs. <laughs> <laughs> what is? What would his house be like if he got over there? <laughs> Mm. Like just the walls just leave the doors open, let the flies in. (laughs) (laughs) Bane in space. Bane in space. Bane in space. Yeah, that's what it is. Bane in space. We'll cover that on Space our next episode bugs. of Get Space Into bugs. Gate. In the meantime, check out all of our old episodes on your favourite podcasting outlet. Just search Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search the same or write in Get Into Gate at gmail.com. And if you don't want this to be your zero hour... Hang on, what was the zero hour? Was it that the president, the president. was coming? Yeah. Cometh the is hour, it, cometh the man, is that a thing? cometh me. Is what? that a thing? Like zero hour is when the president rocks up? Yeah, so it's like T minus. So like when a, when a rocket takes off, that's zero hour because it's like T minus one hour. So when you get to form, right. it's ze- that's zero hour. Right. Yeah, so it's the count- it's a tight schedule. They can counting down to count, the count down from five days away or whatever it is. Well, and it's like, and they would have been counting down for months because it's like they would have had to have done all the pre stuff and and security mm. clearance. And well, I think the first one does the first one say a month earlier or a day? Uh, no. no, it was only a, F- a day earlier. Five, five days. Five days. Yeah, Something like five that. days. Yeah, so he doesn't really give the aide a lot of time to sort of check him out before he comes in and, and does the. So we're we saying that. Uh, SG1 was stuck down there for four days. Oh, I didn't look at that timeline. I feel like we're sending mm. like two days out of that. Maybe because he said Cause what, tomorrow, remember, Daniel. Yeah, they had to. They had to wait. There was at least a day in there where they had to wait for the next day because there was that thing about well, I've got twelve teams off world, new regulation. That's right. Whatever. Yeah, that's a lot of teams. Mm. Fourteen out of twenty-three, <laughs> proving overtime. He'd have to do it all. Send yeah. an email, please. Every time sheets in by five p.m. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Don't keep me from the Simpsons, mate. I'd be home by six. Yeah, make sure your receipts are submitted for petty cash. (laughs) Burns is gwauled. (laughs) I actually don't see that. To be honest, I don't get it. I don't. I like it. it. I I like it. I get it. I don't see it, though. I get that they're both villains. Mm. But yeah, I don't. Mm. I don't see it. Um, you still got time to uh, get involved in our Patreon giveaway, too, for our big um, uh, schematic. Careful. A big... Show us your schematic, mate. A big schematic. 
um, that you can win. What is it of? The schematic. Ah, uh, it's of like the Stargate with the Iris and right. a puddle jumper uh-huh. and, a, um, and a DHD. Uh, check out the socials because you see pictures and stuff of it. Um, and we're giving it away. Shit, yeah. Sick, bro. Boom. I have to piss. Oh, and with that, we will uh, <laughs> see you next week. Get into geek.